Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing? Good. Fantastic. Excellent. You know, you know what happened to me today? I was in a convenience store. I right, just getting some stuff before work, and I ran into a cop. And I was like, just talking to him, saying, "Hey, thanks for all you do." And he got a call, and he's like, "Sorry, got to run. It's my turn this week to shoot a black guy." And if I don't go now, I have to wait like a whole nother week. I mean, that's not funny. <laughs> and he said, that's the whole reason I got into policing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Well, that's kind of why I wanted to get into policing. <laughs> really? Know? Yeah. But uh, I figured I'd just, uh, you know, work at a plantation as the whipcracker. <laughs> You're about 150 years too late, dude. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Actually, more than that, isn't it? Well, I might go to like a, some South American country and start it up. Uh, okay. Sure. Well, Funny part was this cop was black. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not. I mean, that makes sense. It's all systemic racism. It doesn't matter what color you are. If you're a cop, you're racist uh, based on the white power structure. You know, the funny thing is if I told that story to 100 people, a bunch of 30 of them would be like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because they think that's the only reason the cops exist. It's funny because it's true. Why are you winking? <laughs> Actually, in that case, you wouldn't wink, would you? No. You'd be like, yeah, it's true, so I don't have to oh. wink. All right. So um, we've talked before about what a piece of shit John Kerry is. Yeah. But he really demonstrated it recently. Now, is he actually claiming that he didn't say what he said the, so what happens is, who's the um, – in Iran, the leader of the country is like the supreme leader, the relig- religious leader, the Khomeini. Yeah. But they have a president too um, who basically doesn't get to do much. Yeah, he's not – there's not much to him. And then the other sort of exalted figure in that country was – was it Soleimani? Was that the guy we blew up? Sounds we, right. I say we like I did it. You know, like Trump called me up and said, hey, rooster, <laughs> thinking of killing this guy. I was like, I would do it. Um. But so this guy doesn't – apparently doesn't have a whole lot of power. But he said – Kerry's been talking with him a bunch even when Kerry wasn't Secretary of State anymore in the Trump years. And this leader is claiming that Kerry told him Israel was responsible for a bunch of bombings in Syria of Iraqi positions and things like – or Iranian positions and stuff like that, whatever. And he said, yeah, I was surprised he was telling me all this stuff. I have an article here about it from Fox News. Um, Oh, from Fox News? The faux news? Former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry is accused of telling Iran about Israeli operations. And now there are demands for him to be investigated and resign over what he allegedly told them. Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Zarif. Zarif, I think. Zarif, in a leaked audio tape 
claimed that while Kerry served as America's top diplomat during the Obama administration, he discussed more than 200 operations that Israel had carried out in Syria against Iranian targets. He said that he was astonished at the revelations. This comes after Kerry's additional meeting with Zarif, Zarif held as a private citizen after he left office, have also raised questions about what he has told Iranian officials over the years. Yeah, that's the even more insidious thing that he was, while Trump was in office, Kerry was behind the scenes, like dealing with Iran. I mean, he should be in prison. Well, someone asked Mike Pompeo, former secretary of state under Trump, what, you know, they thought of him uh, being able to go over there and do that. And Pompeo said, look, Henry Kissinger has been doing this for years. He says, former secretaries of state have, have people they have relationships with and they talk. And he says, so I don't really mind that. It's if he's, if he's meddling. I mean, it sounds to me like an enemy of us, enemy like that, it's meddling regardless of what you're doing. You know what it would be like? It'd be like if you're, oh, I'm not going to go there. Okay. We'll continue on the article here, then we'll comment on that. Yeah. Does that sound? Uh, Carrie, I had a great analogy, Carrie, and I'm just going to leave it alone. Okay, good. I don't want to <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> Carrie currently serves as the U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Climate, because that's also important. Uh, it's a cabinet-level post in the Biden administration, but was not subject to Senate confirmation. The new revelations about Iran have, have raised some concern in the Senate. Um yeah, first term senator says this is uh, what is his name or her name Marsha Blackburn. She said this is something that deserves a Senate investigation. Yeah, I would think so. If it indeed is proven to be accurate, then J- John Kerry should seriously consider resignation. She said uh, he has put our men and women in uniform at risk. I think that's pretty mild what she has just said there. I mean, he should consider resignation. It's so weird how they. I mean, this stuff's major to me well i don't know i mean honestly i don't know if that puts our men and women at risk but here's what it does do it pisses off israel and let's face it they're our best friend over there yeah you know well our men and women do joint um, action with israel yeah i i sort of feel like that's a default thing to say well you're putting our people at risk when sometimes we aren't necessarily but well you're putting americans at risk regardless when you do shit like that because if we go to war or for bullshit because he got involved, that'll be, I mean, that'll be on him then, or partially. I think John Kerry, just his ideas in general, put way more people at risk than any stuff he's going to say to Iran. But, you know, why Why the hell do you feel like you should be meddling over there? You know, and this is the other thing, this idea of it's a cabinet-level position that doesn't need uh, Senate approval. Can we get rid of the positions in government that are just appointed by somebody with without any oversight or anything, when they say, oh, I'm going to make a climate czar and a drug czar and well, no, get out of there. I also, But I don't mind a president having people in his cabinet that in he his trusts. Cabinet? Yeah, that he trusts. But stop making positions. Yeah. But, stop but, making them. But let's say you're like Trump goes in there and goes, we have to talk about some of the climate shit, like the Kyoto Agreement and all that kind of stuff. And I have somebody I trust that's really researched on this. And I'm going to have them be the go-to guy for everybody to talk to. I mean, yeah, I'm, but why does that guy need to be jetting around the world talking to people about stuff? Uh, it all depends on what the uh, issue is, I guess. I don't know. I think if the positions that we've got can't cover those jobs, can't do that stuff, then get new people. I think too often these cabinet positions are just given to people to give them. Well, to Gary's give them jobs. not going to suffer any consequences from this. 
I don't think so. And uh, because nobody ever does here. Well, he might be forced to resign, but guess what? That's he'll not, just do the same thing anyway. And that's not a consequence because he'll resign and he'll make money somewhere else or he'll make or have influence somewhere else because that's what happens with these fucking political elites now. Yeah. I don't think he even needs to make any money anywhere I, else. I always go back to this, but in my opinion, what I, well, I shouldn't say my opinion, but my, my view, the start of this was Lois Lerner with the IRS um, going after the Tea Parties, uh, Tea Party, um, four, uh, not four ones, um, 501c3s. 501c3s. And making sure, just targeting them and harassing them and, and making sure that they couldn't get started or, or couldn't get funded or were intimidated into not even forming uh, based on politics. And what did she get for this? Hey, she didn't do anything wrong. She and she pleads a fifth. Golden fucking parachute is what she got. Yeah. She got to retire with a bunch of money. So, and that's, you know, Hillary Clinton is a good example. She's done multiple things that are felonies. And just... Do you have any proof? Uh, uh, um, Abedin or whatever. Uma Abedin? She did too. I mean, everybody involved in that. Do you have any proof? I got all kinds of proof. <laughs> I do. I mean, if, if we can look up all the... Uh, we've talked about this in the past. There's there's shitload of proof that what she did was illegal. But you've had... Uh, what was it? Uh, Comey come out and, and, and change the language of yeah. what, what she did so that it didn't... So it didn't... Uh, Sound or it couldn't be legally considered legal, even though it was the exact same words or exact was, same meaning. It was that Peter Strzok guy who rewrote that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, so it, instead of being criminally negligent or something like that, she was it, it like like changed the word so it basically meant the same thing, but it but it was different words, so you couldn't charge her on that. Well, I remember Buck Sexton saying, you know, because he worked at the CIA, that there there had been a few cases where someone had walked out. He said he remembers one very specifically: a woman walked out who worked at the CIA walked out to her car with some documents she wasn't supposed to have out of the building and was like, oh, shit, brought them back in. And he said they read her the riot act and said she left in tears, thankful to have a job and not be in jail. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Hillary Clinton's getting this stuff in a server in her bathroom. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just or in a closet by her bathroom. Yeah, I can't remember what term they used to instead of criminal negligence. To, and it was like when he said it, I knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He was not calling it that so that they can't use that to go after her. Yeah. Ridiculous. No, she's not he's not gonna suffer any consequences and no. you know. There really is a two tier system, it's obvious for the political elite and for everybody else. Well, I don't even think it's two tiers. I think it's the the people in charge just don't feel like going after them because they don't want to do it. Like, geez, if I start going after these people, somebody can come after me. I still kind of give I still kind of am disappointed in Trey Gowdy for not going after Lois Lerner harder because he said when she said, I'm not guilty, he goes, that's testifying. You yeah. don't get to testify and then plead the fifth, yeah. you know, but there just wasn't an appetite to go after her at that point. No. And that <clears throat> I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's party affiliated. I think it's these people in Washington just sort of lay, stay off each other, yeah, you know, swamp affiliated. Well, I, I still believe that these guys – well, I mean, I don't even have – this isn't doesn't even have to be opinion. It's fact in some cases because they've admitted to it. There are people in these parties, you know, opposite parties who are best friends. Like who, who was Elijah Cummings who just passed away? He and um, Kevin McCarthy? No, was, I always get uh, – this guy who just retired. Anyway – they, they admit that they're like best friends. I'm sorry. When they get on the Sunday shows and start going after each other, pretending like they're 
you know they're just making deals on this stuff. Yeah. This is why we have to have term limits. Man, I covered about four subjects in that one thing. <laughs> but yeah, so if Kerry's over there, I just I don't understand why anyone would do that. And because he, he wants to be, he he wanted to be president. He wants to be important. So this to him makes him feel important. I'm sure he has people acquiescing to him because he seems like a big shit when he's when he's talking to all these people, and it makes him feel good. That's it. It comes down to ego. Well, and I think the thing they hold over everybody, you know, people say, oh, they got dirt on everybody and they say they're going to release the dirt. I don't think they need dirt on people. I think they just have to be like, we're going to kick you out of the Washington elite. Yeah. You're not going to be able to work in this town anymore. Yeah. And what they want to do is work in that town. Yeah. They, they want that that measure of fame. They want that measure of knowing that they can make things happen. It gives them a sense of power. They couldn't do it in the private sector. They couldn't do it, you know, rely on their personality and their looks for whatever they they got to do it through politics, and it's that's their celebrity. And once it's like a celebrity that was a big deal in Hollywood and lost it, they they're desperate to get it back. Yeah, I mean it's it's An just a lister that becomes a D lister is miserable. Well, we you know we say it about our own governor. Let's face it, he's qualified to be a middle school gym teacher. Yeah, that's and he's he's running a state into the ground. Yeah, you know, so so at least he you know at least he's um, relaxing restrictions. We think. Well, he cares really hard. Yeah, so hard. Yeah. If you care hard, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you seen the uh, little scandal that's brewing with him and his uh, pausing of sports last winter? So uh, Let Them Play Minnesota is a, I don't know if you call it a grassroots group or whatever, private citizens group that is suing Walls because he um, he sort of arbitrarily pause sports and was kind of making up the rules as he went. I'm not going to get all of this exactly right because I don't have my notes in front of me, but so during the state high school hockey tournament, which is the most prestigious high school hockey tournament in the country. I mean, Neil Broughton, who played in the Olympics and played in the NHL, said the highlight of his hockey career was playing in the Minnesota State hockey tournament, high school hockey tournament. Anyway, Hill Murray was the defending champion one of the kids on the team they played had COVID, so they were not allowed to defend their championship. And there was something about the rules. If they'd waited one more day, they would have been able to, if they'd have rescheduled the game for one day, but they weren't allowed to do that. And so they're suing walls. And then there is a swimmer from Mankato, uh, who was, which is a very prestigious high school swim school, I guess. He was not allowed to compete in the state tournament because he was under quarantine for exposure. Apparently didn't have COVID. Or maybe he did. Yeah, he did. But he didn't have to abide. He had to abide by different rules than Walls did. Yeah. If Walls, he said Walls was released from quarantine after 10 days, he had to be in 14 days. He says, if I'd have gotten to be under the Tim Walls rules, I'd have been able to swim in the meet. I've got the article here if you Okay, yeah, go ahead. So this is... uh, from Alpha News, prior to youth sports pause, state officials admitted to lack of evidence. Email suggests, is that the one you're talking about? I was getting to that. Okay. So the reason all of this stuff is out now, and this is what the article will probably cover, is that all of this stuff had to go through discovery. So when you're suing, you have to disclose stuff. What they're finding is in these emails, and the assumption is they were trying to distract from what was happening in long-term care facilities – that these uh, state officials are saying, 
hey, we got to find a way to tie this to youth sports. And Karen Housley, who's a state senator, I believe, uh, ran for Senate against Tina Smith. Uh, couldn't beat her in a debate that Tina Smith didn't show up to. <laughs> part of that is a state, but I think part of it is because Karen Housley didn't go after her hard enough. Yep. Um, wanted to be a polite Republican. Uh, said, asked Jan Malcolm, state health director, directly, do you have some evidence that shows that these kids couldn't have played? You know, you're talking about uh, high school in hockey, you're on the ice with somebody for 30 seconds. So, because some kid jumped on the ice for 30 seconds, now this other team can't play, you know? Um, and Jen Malcolm said, well, no, we don't really have evidence. So, this is all based on feelings. And yeah. these, these emails, internal emails, are showing that they're desperately trying to find a way to tie it to high school sports. Yeah, so here's an example of that. So, here's one email. The governor, the governor requested data to help articulate the need to hit a pause in youth sports. That's what he says. That's in quotes. And here's another quote. Sounds like he is starting to get a lot of pushback. Specifically, he is wondering if we can help connect the dots between attending a youth sporting event and then showing up for work at a, in quotes, long-term care facility. LTCs. Or going to the bar and then to work at LTC, said MDH Deputy Commissioner Margaret Kelly in a November 18th email. The same day, Waltz announced the pause. Um, and then... Nicholas Kimball, a communications director, told Kelly that, quote, leaning too heavily on the data at, on this front is fighting the battle in the wrong playing field. If there is any d data, and I'm not sure what it would be, so I don't want to really suggest anything so as not to limit the thinking, it would be helpful, he added. Um, so, they're, you know, it's all political. They're, they're just trying to figure out the best way to massage data and messaging in order to keep the power and, and, and do what they want to do. Well, and the worst part is he gets up there and he says, look, we're following the science on this. No, you're not. You're fucking lying is what you're doing. You're not following any science because you don't have any. And then there's even one, there's a, there's like an IT guy in there, um, a Tarek something. He sent an email to someone saying, Hey, we got to be careful with these pauses. Cause we think that might be why we lost some seats. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to find that here. I'm not seeing yeah, yeah, there's so, quite a bit of quotes here I have to parse through. It's just flat out political. And part of the reason, uh, from what I understand in reading the story, was that uh, they knew that somewhere close to 5%, it was like 4.7% of people who worked in long-term care facilities were going to work symptomatic. Hmm. I mean, how and can they, that be? But they were putting these people in long-term care facilities – you know, from the hospital, just like they were in New York and their infection rate was rising and they were trying to f desperately find anything to blame it on other than their own incompetence. Yeah. It's just bullshit. And people put up with it because they just want, they want their Jersey color in charge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're I'm, asking things, asking colleagues like, uh, well, you know, can you clarify? We, we do we do we know if the transmission has occurred during sports activity? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, how can we kind of tie this? To, and it's like this, just you know, when we talk about how they collude to to put out this bullshit, and they're like, oh, they don't sit at a table and and wring their fingers and twiddle their mustaches. We're not fucking stupid, but they are communicating with each other. And and even if they aren't like specifically talking about what they're doing, the general idea is how do we fucking uh, lie 
effectively. What shape is my phone? Rectangle. Is there any way I can find a way to get you to say it's square? Can we can we find someone? Can we can we turn it like this? Make it? Can we? What can I mean, we do? Maybe perspective, I guess. What can we do to make it seem square? Because <laughs> I really need you to say square. Hmm. So, is there a way we can get Probably you to, money? Is there a way we can get you to do that? I mean, let's talk numbers. Let's talk numbers here. I, th- this is what this stuff comes yeah. down to. They have an answer they want. Yeah. And they're trying. I'd to like find, to get a motorcycle. You know, yeah. how can we make that happen? What question can we ask to get you to give us the answer we want? The answer is have to pause youth sports. Okay, mm-hmm. so we need we need a question. Yeah. That leads us to, you know, yeah. how do we pause youth sports? And they're talking about doing it again. They're talking that about amazes me if, if people put up with that. But I, I, I guess, really don't think they will. I don't know. I've I've been thinking people would get fed up a long a long, long time ago with this shit, and they seem to be getting more and more compliant. So my kids play youth sports, and both of their coaches have said, if they do it again, we're practicing anyway. Yeah. And now the, the CDC came out with their guidelines yesterday that says if you are fully vaccinated, you can be outside at like a sporting event. Not a crowded one, but you can be outside a sporting event without a mask on. So suddenly there are going to be a lot of people who, using air quotes, are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because what are they going to do? Are they going to say, papers, please? Yeah. I don't know. I think they will. Yeah, but if you go, hmm, I don't want to. And they'll go. Yeah, you can't be here then. you got to leave. And then you'll get some security guard that doesn't know anything about anything. It's like, no, nah, you're causing a scene. Yeah, but most, go, the, most of these places don't have security. So if you're at a soccer game with your kid at the park, what are they going to do? Are they going to say they're going to stop the whole game until that parent they have to leave? That's a good question. I think they might. Because you might have some parents who go, put the fucking mask on. And you might get some yeah. parents who go, fucking you'll cut it You'll get a situation out. like that woman that showed up at the football game, her kid's football game, and got tased. And yeah, then but, people just sat there and watched, like, oh, but that was at that's a, not nice. That was at a school that had security. They had mm-hmm. a security officer there. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we're. I just see a lot of people on the left, even who are getting tired of all this I think stuff. You have more. I don't know if it's faith, but more expectation of people standing up. And I, I see more people just bending over. Well, you're just a grumpy old man. I'm feeling that way. I did watch Matt. Well, Matt Walsh talked about how he when he first when they first were doing the covid things especially for flying people were not happy about it and they were like doing whatever they could not to wear the mask they were always like adjusting it and carrying around bottles of water and you know and, and half-ass doing it and he goes now when he flies everybody's just got the mask on full face not moving it not trying to you know they're complying they've been beaten it feels like damn see but this is and we've talked about this before i don't i don't think it's necessary to wear a mask on the plane but the plane is the service that's getting me from here to there. And if they tell me I have to wear a mask, just like they said, you have to take off your shoes. Or you oh, have I know. To- he, he's, he's saying the same thing. He's saying he has to wear a mask. He knows it, but he's not. He's going to do whatever he can to circumvent it if there's possible. So, he, yeah, he'll he'll carry around that bottle of water. And he'll keep sipping off of it so he doesn't have that mask on the whole time. Or, or he said he'd get really irritated when one guy was, like, eating peanuts and he'd, like, pull the mask away from his mouth to put one peanut in and then pop it back on, you know, popping it back. So it's slapped back onto his face and he'd chew that peanut and he'd do it again. It was like, it just drove him crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's like Biden. Like we talked about last time, wiping his nose with his snotty snot rag and then, you know, touching his mask with his goober fingers. It's like, there's no, it's not, there's no point to this. Well, for me, it's like, I don't, 
I don't like the idea, but the private business has the right to do what they want. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is you're out at a public park with your kid who's playing a soccer game and some coach tells you, hey, you got to put a mask on. Fuck you. You don't get to tell me to do that. Yeah. We're not out. And if you want to stop the game, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think I can read the room of the parents I'm my kids on a team with. Yeah. And if that coach wants to say, you got to put a mask on or we're not playing anymore. That's not going to go well for him. I hope and he, so. he's got no authority to make me do it either. You yeah, know, they just feel like emboldened by the crowd. They do and they don't. I don't know. It I all just, depends on how the crowd, how the crowd uh, tilts. I think in general, people are cowards that was confronted with even moderate resistance. They tend to just. Right. But then you've got the mob mentality too, where like, depending, like I said, on, on how, it, how it plays out, maybe you'll get two or three, four Karens. And then they'll be emboldened and then more Karens and then more of the people that don't want to be uh, the recipient of the anger of the Karens will join in. Yeah, but don't, aren't you seeing more? Because I am. I'm seeing more people who, when they see other people stand up to stuff, join in. Mm, no, I'm oh, not seeing yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that. I, I see plenty of people when I don't wear my mask someplace and I go, I'm just not doing it. And they go, oh, thank God. And yeah. they take theirs off too. I guess I've been spending more time um, in the outer, like the far outer suburbs. Like my job takes me mm-hmm. further out, like Duluth and Rochester, and by the time you get thirty minutes out of the city, nobody gives a fuck. Right. So yeah, in the cities here, it's different. It's a different story. But once you get out of the first, second tier suburbs into the third, third ring, then you're everybody's like, "Fuck this shit." Well, even in Duluth, they're probably it's probably like Minneapolis. No, every time I go really anywhere in Duluth, any. Any convenience store on the way. To, I, I shouldn't say Duluth, like inside Duluth. That's like, what I meant. Yeah. yeah, like if I went to walk into a Starbucks on downtown yeah. Duluth, maybe it would they'd be shoot different. on yeah. site. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not hopeful. I guess at this point. Um, did you see Joe Biden wearing his uh, mask during the Zoom call with the other foreign yeah, leaders? I was wondering if that was. You know, it's hard to tell if that's if that was just like a uh, you know fo- like photoshopped. Or if it was just a split second moment and maybe other guys. And I comes to find out that there was instances where other leaders put on masks and took off masks and he didn't have his on the whole time and took it off. So I want to know the whole story, but it did look gay. Yeah. When you're the only one in the picture not wearing it, you know. And I mean 80s gay. Ooh. Yeah. Like Freddie Mercury gay? No. Okay. Gay! (laughs) Oh, come on. Freddie Mercury was. He was. Yeah, but he's just gay gay. Okay, so I'm, gonna... I'm not. I'm not calling the the mask wearing gay gay. I'm calling it gay. <laughs> okay, so like you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, oh, like middle school insult kind of gay. Yeah. Like ah! I don't gay. Like I don't actually know what gay is, but you're gay. Yep. That kind of thing. Yep. All right, there we go. I get it. Okay. Um, but but then we know, like we said, we do have a, a shrinking, um, a group of friends that are liberals. Um. And the ones that I that I know that I've just interacted with recently, um, you know, they've got their vaccines and they're very proud of that fact and, and or I shouldn't say proud, but they're very happy to have that. And they think they're doing, you know, well, not God's work, but government's work. Well, same thing to them. Yeah, exactly. And and when I when I go, oh, good, you've got your vaccines. Right. So, you know, if we get together and hang out, you know, that be, wouldn't be a problem. And how uncomfortable they, because we were online, like doing a Skype thing mm-hmm. and they look so uncomfortable. And I'm like, why? What's the problem? And they're like, 
See, what you got to do is just lean into it. Just yeah. like when you when you get around him, just put your arm on him, you know. <laughs> but they but they were like then they came up with the excuses that they've been told. Like uh, one of them said, "Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to get you sick." And I go, "I've I fully ex- um I take responsibility for that. It's fine." And if you're not symptomatic and you've got the, the vaccine, you shouldn't worry about spreading that. Well, they're like, well, I can, I mean, I can still carry it and I might still get sick. Did you point out to them that if, if they infect you and you get COVID, that you're like 99% chance of, of surviving it. And then it has the same effect, according to the science of you being vaccinated for the next six months. Sweet. So you should just do it. She'd be like, Yeah. Well, I, then I just recently went to my doctor for a, for a checkup and um, he tried to, you know, he's like, are you going to get the COVID vaccine? I'm like, nope. He's like, oh, why not? And I go, I just, just don't want to. I didn't get the flu shot. I'm not going to get the COVID. Oh, this isn't the flu. Look, it's serious and blah, blah, blah. And I know a guy that, and I treated a man who died in his fifties and he was healthy. And by the way, you won't be able to travel. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I didn't say that, but I just looked at him like eye rollingly, like, I'm not even going to get in this with you. I'm like. Finish your spiel and let's move on because I'm not getting the fucking shot. Hurry up and put your finger in my ass. Yeah. Wiggle it around in there. <laughs> Press on that prostate. But, Man, that didn't even make you uncomfortable but, at all. But okay. He, but he, uh, <laughs> he, he went through the whole spiel. It wasn't just a medical spiel, though. That's what's funny. He didn't just try to scare me with, uh, you know, you could die or you could spread it. He went to the, you might not be able to travel. You might not be able to go to sporting events. You might According not- to whom? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, d- mind your business is what I wanted to say. You're a fucking doctor. Deal with the doctor. You can try to scare me with, like, the medical shit. Fine. I don't care. But when we start getting into the politics of it, like, you know, you might not be able to travel. You're you're spreading the fucking misinformation, that, and you think you're telling me the truth. Don't you understand that when you said no, you were displaying your politics right there? You made it political right away. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You disagreed with him, so you were making it this political. This is not the flu. Oh, yeah. he was so um, incensed by me calling, equating it to the flu, yeah. which I have from day fucking one. If you if you just said "shut up," would he have fallen on the corner on the floor and yelled, "I can't breathe"? <laughs> you, just, you know, they're thinking about all their. Uh, he's very white. No, I just meant you know the talking points. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's the, what's the other one they use? Well, it's like the, the South, up, don't shoot the South Park, <laughs> yeah, South Park thing. They always say he's coming right for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You can shoot. Yeah, yeah. No problem. The, the, remember that one guy years ago? He shot his neighbor because yeah, the birthday party thing. Yeah, he was they were too. It? They were too loud, and he was getting irritated. And he Brought kept his saying, gun down, knocked on the door, and he goes, "I'm in fear for my life." He didn't even knock on the door. He came to like the property line. I'm in fear for my life. I'm in fear for my. He just kept and saying like, it. What the fuck? Yeah. And he just starts shooting. <laughs> uh, now I, I don't know. I don't have any problem with people getting a shot, not getting a shot. I right. don't care. I have a bunch of people in my life that got the shot and a bunch of people that didn't. I don't care. I will, it's up to you to decide. I will honestly think about getting it when I can just show up at like a CVS and say, can I get one right now? And have them go, yeah, sure. Sit in that chair and we'll give it to you. I hate this. Make an appointment. Drive. Well, well between you and me, it's our, our attitude's a little different. I have a little bit more of that conspiracy mindset about it. So... But that's fine. Yeah, you think they're putting nanites in your body? And- yeah, they're 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 marking us with the number of the beast, and uh, it's all part of the plan. I think it's funny. Antichrist is coming in through the vaccine. The guy who's an agnostic is the one who's bringing up all the biblical shit. <laughs> you know. Well, they might believe in it. You're reading from Revelations, and yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I just I don't think you need to explain why you don't want it. If you can't, as a government, f- force me to to take some foreign substance into my body, fuck you. You know, you can't force me to fluoridate my teeth if I don't want to. I don't have to drink your fucking water. Well, did I tell you my dad and I got into a huge fight about this? Made my wife really uncomfortable Hmm. because... Fluoridation? No. (laughs) You're not an anti-fluoride guy, are you? Uh, I'm not anti-fluoride, but uh, I don't think it's necessary to put it in the water. No, but if you got it in your toothpaste... Yeah, it's in your toothpaste. I've got it in my toothpaste. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Wow. It changes my whole view of you. <laughs> um, he was saying, look, you don't have a right to – and my dad's a conservative guy, although he's getting more liberal in his old age. Uh, but he said, you know, you don't have a right to to infect other people. And I said, I 100% agree with you. And he goes, so? And I'm like, so what? And he goes, well, then you put a mask on. I'm like, well, first of all, studies are showing the masks don't work that well. I mean, this, if at all, the rates of infection in states with lockdowns and mask mandates are 60% higher. Okay. Who are the worst states right now? Michigan, Minnesota. I mean, all of these. A- actual masks would, would help. Like, like you know, ones, maybe, that are, ones that are with rebreathers on them and all that shit. Sure. Maybe, but these paper things are ridiculous. Maybe your infection rate is, uh, is directly proportional to the intelligence level of your governor. Oh. You know, could be. if you have a stupid governor. People just get infected easier. Um, But he was saying, look, it's just not a big deal. And I'm like, there's plenty of things that aren't a big deal that just it becomes a slippery slope of I'll do this. I'll do that. And, you know, the idea is if you don't wear a mask, um, you make everybody else uncomfortable. I'm like, right. But then it's not a stretch to say, well, if you've got a conceal and carry permit, that kind of makes me uncomfortable. But his point was, and I I love it when he was doing this, totally strawmanning me. He said, uh, um, he goes, oh, well, just screw your neighbor then, huh? He goes, every man for himself? I'm like, well, first of all, it's not my responsibility to take care of my neighbor. That doesn't mean I can't, but if it's my responsibility, then the importance of good deeds means nothing. If you are compelled to do things for everybody else, then charity means nothing, you know? So if my neighbor comes over and borrows my lawnmower all the time and fucks it up every time he does it, am I obligated to to lend him my mower or am I obligated to go mow his lawn for him? No, I can say no. I don't want to. He was like, well, that's a little different than, than this whole thing. That One's a disease and one's a piece of equipment. I'm like, okay, the analogy is not perfect, but I'm like I can do things for my neighbor if I want. But if my neighbor is scared, fucking stay home. Yep. You know? And he says – he said, uh, you know, well, these, these things happen. And I'm like, you, you can't just legislate away tragedy. Tragedy is everywhere. You can't stop it. He goes, well, on that, we agree. And I thought we were done. He pauses and goes, your argument should, he goes, a valid argument shouldn't end with shit happens. And I'm like, well, that's not what I said. And he goes, well, it, that's in, a, in effect what you did. I said, you're doing it again. You're saying things I didn't say, you know. Well, I forgot to mention the reason I went to the doctor is because I've had a, I had a lot, I had asthma when I was younger. It kind of went away, same with my allergies. And I've just noticed in the last, you know, couple months, my asthma came back. So I've had this consistent kind of asthma cough. So why were you at the proctologist? Well, I mean, isn't that how they check for asthma? Sure. Um, in prison. So, so I've been having a t- constant tight chest and, and like, you know, cough and wheezing when I work out. So 
I'm not wearing that fuck. I go to the gym and they want you to wear the fucking mask in the gym the whole time while you're working out. It's bullshit. So I go in there and I have to have the mask on to check in. I got my fucking mask on to check in. And then I take it off and I walk around. I don't get any shit eyes because everybody's like half the people have the mask down on their mouth anyway and breathing through their nose. You know, it's like, what's the fucking difference at this point? Okay. Weren't you just the guy telling me that the people are going to carry the shit out of you? And Uh, now you're at the gym, not wearing your mask and nobody's saying anything to you. Right. But uh, I think if someone came up to me and said something, everybody else in the gym would take their side. And no one has. But they would take their side. And no one well, has. I'll report back. I'll really get, I'll really start grunting and groaning and going, <laughs> when I lift, like really grunt it out. Just, I'll just spit, inhale deep. Spittle shower. No, I, just nail a loogie to the mirror. Yeah. So, <laughs> but here's the thing about the asthma. I, when I wear that mask, I get, I get less oxygen what? and I, and I'm having trouble breathing. We skipped over the part where I was right. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm not wearing the fucking mask. I've got an inhaler. You know, but if it doesn't work or if I forget it or if I can't find it and I've got that. But if I pass out and hit my head, are you am I going to have any recourse to sue anybody? Am I going to have to uh, am I going to am I going to be able to go to the government and say, you know, because you forced me to wear a mask um, or these mask mandates, it caused me great significant or caused me significant harm. What are you going to do about it? Are they going to give me money? See, they will uh, tell the Republicans that the reason we you died is because we don't have universal health care. Yeah. If you'd have been able to go to a doctor and get your condition but treated. The fact that I may be a, a, a carrier of COVID, even though I'm asymptomatic, and, and it's like, that's a possibility. I mean, I could I could infect you with the HIV, even though I don't have it. You know, I got the HIV real bad, so I could infect you, That's really gay. Yeah. So, um, you, you, just because you think I might infect you with something, but I know for a fact if I'm wearing that mask and I work out hard, I'll probably pass out. Because I won't, I won't be able to breathe. Um, so I should, ju- I should just either not work out and get myself, you know, in worse physical shape and, and be a drain on the system that way, and and or or I should work out and I should keep the mask on and just risk, you know, passing out and hitting my head, um, just because you perceive that you might have, you know, a point zero two percent chance of getting something from hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm getting it's it's wearing me out. I know it just I I walk around agitated all the time yeah. now. And it's just like, if if somebody said something other than nice, have a nice day, I'd probably say, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Well, I have to stop myself from like getting irritated at people wearing masks outdoors um, or driving because sometimes there's got to, I got to, instead of going, the fucking idiot, I got to think there might be an actual legitimate reason that the person like maybe had the mask on for something, forgot to take it off when they got in their car, or they don't want to take their grubby fingers and fiddle with it before they get to their next stop. So, okay, fine. I get it. I'm, I'm not going to come down any of that. Or the person that was playing volleyball with his family, a bunch of like a look like an extended family playing volleyball. One guy wearing a mask while he's playing volleyball. Well, if he's playing volleyball, he's probably in pretty good shape. He's not like invalid or anything, but maybe he does have an underlying condition. That's why he had the mask on. So, but, but at know, first I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> think about this. If, you know, you see people wearing, uh, wearing a crucifix around their neck, you know, like uh, Laura Ingram wears one on her show. Mike Mike Lindell wears one all yep. the time on his. And people just go, "Are you fucking kidding me with that thing? What an idiot!" Yeah, yeah. you get a lot of people on the left who'll say that stuff. Why? What's with the fucking cross? You know, I mean, it's like I don't care if people want to wear stuff. I think wearing a mask outside is dumb. But you know, hey. there might there might be a legitimate reason for it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I just so I, I think, don't care. You can do it, but don't force anybody else, or don't try to shame other people. Right. I think everybody can have their reasons for wearing whatever the hell they want to wear. I don't care. But I just I think it's I think it's stupid to wear one in your car by yourself or outside playing volleyball or whatever. Um, and maybe that person always wore masks because they're immune compromised or something. I don't know. I just I still think I honestly believe the left has politicized this so much. And there's no better example than that. I heard a guy saying, I think I mentioned this before. Saw a guy driving in his car with a mask on and he had a bumper sticker that said Biden, Harris 2020 or whatever. And the guy said, you don't need to have the bumper sticker. We know how you vote. If you're wearing the mask in your car. Mm, yeah. So. Did you hear about talking about um, just um, shaming people? Did you see that CEO that was fired for uh, for making remarks about a prom, a gay prom student wearing a dress? No. It's it's such a bullshit story. The um, CEO of Tennessee uh, Telemedicine Company has been fired after being captured on video making disparaging remarks to a male high school student in a prom dress. Turns out this guy was at a hotel where this prom where these a lot of these people in prom were at and. All the kids, the prom kids, especially these two, the gay couple, were being obnoxious, swearing, being obnoxious, being disgusting or whatever. Lots of families here. And the guy walks up and goes, hey, keep it down. You know, there's families in here. You don't need that swearing. And that was before it got recorded. So mm-hmm. then, of course, outrage immediately. And, they, oh, it's because I'm gay and wearing a dress. And then the, the boyfriend that wasn't wearing the dress pulls out his cell phone and starts recording the guy. And he's trying to egg him on, the guy, the CEO guy, who looks like like kind of nonplussed or like a little bit like, oh, shit, here we go. And um, he's like, oh, do you think my boyfriend's um, ridiculous? Do you think he looks disgusting in that dress? And he's like, sure. So he's, he's like egging him on to get these comments out of him. And uh, and then he walks closer and the guy puts the kid puts the phone in the guy's face and the guy kind of tries to swat the phone away. And while he does that, the other the guy in the prom dress like runs into the guy's arm. So it's like an accidental. He's like, ah, don't touch me. And it's just like this big fucking queer f- flare up. <laughs> like hemorrhoids. <laughs> Is that what I just equated that to? So. But, oh, we're getting canceled. But this guy got fired for that. And they said um, the, the, the one that wasn't wearing the dress um, went on some social media thing and explained what happened, saying, oh, this guy came up to us. And I didn't record this part, but he came up and he was just swearing at us and saying all kinds of slurs to us. And he said, uh, you're disgusting. And and I just got my phone out right away. And he had tried to knock my phone away or knock the phone out of my hand at that point when I was trying to record. And I had to pick it up and do it again. So he's making you know it sound like more egregious. And the guy was like drunk. He just came from the bar. And we got – after this was all said and done, we got the the – the um, staff to, to, to finally get him to leave us alone and tell him to go back to the bar and whatever. And uh, I'm like, so you watch the video and you're like, the guy is mild as can be. He's got this kind of look on his face like, mm, this is ridiculous what's happening. He didn't look drunk. And then he's getting egged on to agree that, yeah, you look ridiculous in that dress. He didn't instigate it. This other kid did by saying, don't you find this repulsive? And he's like, he's trying to fish for that so he can get this 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 guy fired, this cancel culture bullshit. And I I wish I could have been there to back the guy up. <laughs> well, I mean, I look, I think if people are going to start confronting people on stuff like this, like even if he's the kids are being too loud, you need to take your own recording device. You know, just be like, here's how it started. But the other thing is when people start 
you know, reaching to put phones in people's faces like that. I think people need to just like, like, uh, knock the phone out of the way and they'll go, he hit my phone. Go, well, he had something in his hand. He was reaching for me. So I knocked yeah. it away. Well, that's the, what I was talking about with them fuckers that use the bullhorns in crowds. Like, yeah. And if they shove a bullhorn in your face or in your ear and start blaring the horn or yapping at it, you're, you have every right to take your hand and yeah. smack that right into their fucking teeth. Yeah. I think you do. So that's what I, and, but I've, I've always thought, what would I do if someone got in my face with the phone, like within inches and I go, I wouldn't swat it out of the way. I'd probably pluck it out of their hand and throw it up on the roof of whatever building I'm in front of. <laughs> God, that would be so good. Yeah. You know, awesome. you don't, I'm not stealing it. I'm not taking it. I'm just getting it out of, <laughs> out of my face. Or just toss it in the pool. Okay, or in the, <laughs> in the gutter. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. So. You can see it. Um, I want to get to this story quick for a couple of reasons. So this University of Minnesota kid. Um, oh, yeah. I got this up. And here's the funny thing. I tried to find this on uh, KSCP ch- station channel, the Channel 5 News. Yeah. And it said it couldn't find that page. When I've got I tried, it in Alpha News. So yeah, when I tried to pull it up, so it was like they pulled. It seems like they pulled the story down because they reported it. Yeah, and then I clicked on the link to go to it, and it says page not found. So is that what? But you can go to their page and find other Again, stories. Google algorithm trying to keep you from finding. I don't know story. if Google did it or Channel Five did it. So um, anyway, the Minnesota Student Association uh, issued a letter to the University of Minnesota University of Minnesota leaders this week, calling for the UMPD University of Minnesota Police Department. Uh, Chief Matthew Clark to resign, saying he has failed to increase campus wellness and safety for students of color. I'm getting so tired of this. Mm-hmm. You know, the letter claimed that Clark failed to act on countless accusations of discrimination and approved sending university officers to recent protests uh, in Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center. Well, okay, because they were calling for officers to help. Five Eyewitness News spoke with the students on campus Tuesday who echoed some of those concerns. So video surfaced of these students talking, and uh, on it, one of the representatives asks, "What do you, what do you, uh, when you say disrupt the UMPD, what do you mean?" To this one student who's on there, she goes, uh, "Make their lives hell, annoy the shit out of them." Brief conversation continued with the same same student saying, "Use up the resources, make their officers show up to something." Yeah. Um, you know, well. Filing a false police report is not only illegal, it would take officers away from investigating other crimes, um, according to this uh, executive law enforcement labor services uh, executive director. Um, anyway, I just I, I want people to think about how would you feel if a group of people just targeted you? How would this student feel if the cops just went, you know what, let's make our life out? Everywhere she goes, let's just pull her over, you know, every time she goes somewhere. And she'd be like, well, that's not fair. That's illegal. And yet she wants to do this to them because she is righteous and she she thinks correctly. She right thinks. She would embrace that and be like a martyr. <laughs> they just how these people are. They're just, I don't think she would. Brains I think she'd, she'd cry like a little bitch hmm. because. It'd be nice. Yeah. Did you, there was a Saturday Night Live skit about this. It, uh, it was, um. It might have been their open. They uh, did a Star Trek spinoff with what Generation X thinks of Generation Z or whatever it is. And it was, uh, they're basically coming up to the edge of a black hole and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And there's two people over on the side who are obviously like millennials. And one of them goes, um, excuse me, 
um, I just have something to say about this. And they were like, uh, we don't have time for this right now. And she's like, oh, I have a voice. And she just gets up and walks off the bridge. And her friend, Zachary, is like, I can't believe you spoke to her like that and walks out. And then they come back later and she goes, all right, I just want to speak my truth right now. And Captain's like, are you serious with this? And um, they're like, well, who are you to tell me what to do? And it's like, well, when a superior officer gives you an order, that's what you – and they're like, you don't own me kind of thing. It was – oh, it was, it was good, but I, it was surprising. That seeing, they actually did that, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they were making fun of kids. They weren't making – in their mind, kids, they weren't making fun of politics. So the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association and Law Enforcement Labor Services, both police unions – Ask for an investigation into whether this student violated the school's code of conduct, which she did. Um, and here's the quote from them in a joint statement. Actively planning to thwart UMPD by generating false calls for help is insulting to the overwhelming majority of the campus community that rely on public safety services. MSA leaders should be ashamed and apologize to the campus community and victims of crime on campus, said Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association Executive Director Brian Peters. Well, and this is why we get cops quitting, because they won't get backed up on this. It's, nothing's going to happen to this kid. And do you know why nothing's going to happen? Because the University of Minnesota uh, leadership would worry that they were either they buy into this, which is more likely, or they're worried that this will uh, bring um, groups into protest. Well, why doesn't she just advocate for uh, pulling fire alarms, too? Well, she probably for, is. For racial justice. Yeah, she probably is. You know? Like disrupt the whole system. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everything is, is. You know what she should do too? She should go into hospitals because those are racist too. They, they work on 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 a system of white uh, wow. supremacy. And everybody's wearing white. Yeah. You know? So she should go in there and disrupt the surgeries. She should like go in there and like uh, yank IVs out of people's yeah. arms. Like turn off the lights or flip the lights on and off, make it really annoying for the for the surgeons. Throw a brick through the window. <laughs> yeah, so should. last month, the campus community had 13 incidents of aggravated assault, 52 burglaries, 22 car thefts, four sexual assaults, numerous thefts, and a murder on or near the campus. We're frustrated that elected student leaders would purposefully choose to stir further division to make the campus less safe. Yeah, what about those people that are actually victims of crime, an assault? Well, what would happen now... If somebody doxed this gal and said, here's where she lives and this is her dorm room and all that stuff, everyone would talk about what a terrible thing that was. And I would agree. That's not what we want to be doing. But I also think you shouldn't be saying we're going to waste the cops time. Yeah. But that comes on top of another student government leader who falsely accused campus police of racial profiling earlier this year. Yeah. Student Nikhil Beatty said on Instagram that he was stopped by police because he is a brown man and was afraid he would be shot. The body camera video of the incident contradicted his account, showing police initially thought he was white and were exceptionally polite throughout the one-minute interaction. And then he asked, he asked for, for a ride home. Yeah, he asked for a fucking ride home. Yeah, and they're like, oh, no, we're kind of in the middle of something here. Yeah, the cop said, I would, but we're in the middle of looking yeah. for somebody. Yeah, they weren't even rude about it. They're, that cop could have been, couldn't have been nicer than he was. Yeah. So I want to bring up one more quick thing. Uh, this is in the uh, rooster was right category. Oh. So the um, latest well, latest census stuff came out, okay. and their uh, census stuff—that's my—that's uh, my, that's my uh, technical term mm-hmm. for it. And it looks like a bunch of blue states are losing seats, and a bunch of red states are gaining seats. I think the net is about five seats that go to red states. The only state that is increasing. It's uh, the only blue state that's increasing by one seat is Oregon. 
And guess who's going to Oregon? Californians. All the liberals in California who want to leave but don't want to go to Texas right. and places like that. So the only place I think that's in danger of turning more purple with this stuff is all the New Yorkers who go to Florida. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think, and the data doesn't show, uh, that the people who are leaving California, first of all, most of them aren't liberal. And the ones going to Texas aren't mostly liberal either. Now, some of them move to liberal areas like Austin and stuff like that. But for the most part, the people leaving these states are the people who have been fed up for a long time. And they're just getting out. And it is people moving away from the bullshit they don't like to the things that they do. And that's why you're seeing Iowa do constitutional carry and stuff like that. Nebraska. I mean, yeah, I just went down. To, is, did Nebraska do Iowa they're, constitutional I think, carry? I think they're talking about it. Or I don't even know. I think they actually did. Well, Grover Norquist said. Should look it up. Grover Norquist said there's eight states that you don't pay state income tax in, and he said they they were close to adding eight more, and that's why the the HR one bill that they were putting through was that the one that uh, did all the whatever the bill was that did the um, the money to the states. Uh, for the COVID stuff was saying basically you're not allowed to cut taxes. Grover Norquist said they did that not to make the red states pay for the blue states. He goes, that's what most people think. They did it because there are red states on the brink of saying we're not doing state income tax. Hmm. And he says the federal government is just terrified of that you know, because yeah. that just takes away their power. Um, I don't know. Maybe Nebraska didn't. They introduced a constitutional carry bill. Well, there's a bunch of states that are looking at doing that. Reason, I don't know if they actually did it yet. <laughs> Reason uh, Magazine, Reason TV had a YouTube video about uh, – you know, you, these states need to just start doing what the left has been doing. When they say, hey, you have to surrender your illegals to ICE, states just go, no. So when they say, well, you have to uh, you have to put federal gun laws in place, just say, no, we're not going to do it. 18 states have constitutional carry. That's pretty cool. That's pretty nice, yeah. Kansas, Missouri, Wyoming, South Dakota included amongst them. So I don't. But does constitutional carry allow you to conceal? Yeah. Because I knew when I lived in South Dakota for a while, you you could have a gun. You just couldn't conceal it. Yeah, I mean. So, like, you could have it in your car, but it had to be up on the dashboard. There really should be no restriction to how you carry your gun. Yeah. So, there's nothing in the Constitution that says, well, you have to be showing the gun to bear it. Yeah. No. Bearing it, just having it. Yeah. What if it's, you know, I don't know. They they wore a lot of clothing back in those days. Cloaks and such. So, (laughs) they'd have to have it outside that in the middle of winter. My point is, I think, and we're gonna we're gonna see this with Minneapolis because we're already seeing people leave Minneapolis. I mean, people have been there for a long time are just moving out. If you want to buy a house in a suburb of Minneapolis, you better know somebody who's gonna die or gonna sell one ahead of time because you're not gonna be able to get it. Yeah. In the market, it houses are. We had some neighbors who had a relative who were looking to buy a house in the just over a million dollar range. And they said uh, they found one online and they called the broker up and said, hey, we want to take a look at it. The broker said, if you want this house, you need your best final offer in by two o'clock today and you don't get to look at the house. Yeah. And you Something don't, like yeah. 30 offers on yeah, the house. And there, people are by, uh, for, foregoing um, inspections, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. Well, it's even happening in the mid-range stuff, like the $250,000 homes are... Well, that's are, not mid-range. That's the starter stuff, and that's where it's worst. Yeah. Uh, because... They're, yeah, they're getting outbid. People are getting outbid left and right, and it's not just home buyer bidders. It's it's financial institutions buying these homes. 
Yeah. So it's really shitty. Yeah. Or, I mean, but the prices are going up 10 to 20%. Yeah. And even, you know, as far south as an hour away from out of Minneapolis or an hour north, you know, you're getting people who are just like, yeah, I'll buy a house down there. So, I mean, this, I don't think the left has fully understood what's going to happen because the people who are going to move out of these cities are the people who just, they may love the city, but they just don't love what's going on anymore. Well, I don't love our city. I don't love Minneapolis. That's our city? Well, it's the state's city. Yeah. St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah. And crime's up a ton and cops are leaving. There are restaurants and and, and bars downtown I used to love to go to, but no longer. Well, I used to love to go to Twins games with my wife and kids. And I'll still go to the games because we can pull right into that parking ramp that's right there and walk across the skyway into the field. But would I go to a day game where I got to walk 10 blocks to get to that stadium? Oh, hell no. No yeah. way. So yep. So we'll see. But someone told me Minneapolis is going the way of Detroit, and I'm like, nah, it's not going to get that bad. I was wrong. Yeah. It's going to get that bad. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, uh, right by my house, there's a um, liquor store over by. Well, Surprise. It's, it's, um, it's on Brooklyn Boulevard. I don't know which city it's in, though. It might be. Might be uh, Brooklyn Park or Brooklyn Center, um, but that it's been boarded up since before. The Sorry, Chauvin... what's what's your address? <laughs> it's been boarded up since before the Chauvin trial, and it's still boarded up. I don't think they're going to open again. I think they're done. I think they're moving. Well, I live in a suburb, and I showed up at the Dick's Sporting Goods, and they had the first floor of it boarded up because you know Dick's has got mm-hmm. multiple levels of glass. I'm like, really? Come yeah. on. Yeah, You're not going to see people here breaking your windows. But the liquor store is kind of interesting that they must have, I mean, that must have just given up. Well, there's a lot of businesses they say they can't even find employees. Yeah. You know, because nobody, it's not that people don't want to work. I mean, honestly, there's always people want to work. People right now, they want to work like the best hours. They want to work Monday through Friday at the most. They don't want to work weekends well, and evenings. And also and, they know the government's been giving them money. Yeah. For not working. So it's like they're getting kind of like. Spoiled <laughs> by all that. Yeah. I mean, they're spoiled. The millennials and the and the what Gen Z and whatever the fuck, they're all kind of spoiled by by this. You know, they're 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 living the the whole getting taken care of by the government kind of lifestyle now, and they're liking it. Doesn't that just make your stomach turn, though? The yeah. idea that you would let the government take care yeah, of but you. But the, these younger people, this is what they know now. This is like this isn't so bad. It's not I so don't, bad. I don't think it's even younger or older. I think it's just. There's always going to be people who feel that way, you know, old, young, or otherwise. I mean, what rights do I really need? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ordering Dine and Dash. Sometimes I even have lobster. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome. So put your fucking playing, mask on. Playing video games. Yeah. You know, chatting with my friends via Skype. I mean, this is the life. Friends you've never met. I don't even have to take a shower. Because yeah. nobody can smell me. I'm by myself. And they shut off my water anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you want to get in contact with us, email us rooster at bread and or crow at bread and Check us out on Facebook at bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.